Welcome to Drink 4 dot dot dot, the podcast that combines a lifelong film infatuation with an overarching love of drink, an interactive journey that encourages the incorrigible while providing an intoxicating alternative to a night out. Think Netflix and chill without the chill, perhaps without the Netflix, and definitely without those strange implications of sex. Who knows, maybe we'll learn something along the way, or at the very least, have a bit of immature fun. Welcome back everybody, episode 52, and it's a special one this week because we're watching one of my absolute favorite films. I am sitting down this week, joined by an illustrious guest, a man who runs alongside some other people who aren't here, so fuck them. The Box Hoxton Radio Show from Hoxton Radio, you can find him on Instagram, at the Box Hoxton. my man. Alex Robertson. Alex, how you doing, buddy? Yes, um, I'm very excited to be back on the show. And I'm also really excited about the uh, the film we're about to watch. Also, thank you very much for that intro, because that was beautiful, as always. I, I just, I do what I can, you know. you got to do a modicum of research research before you have, have people on your show. And, uh, you know, make a mockery of them by forcing them to get drunk. And uh... Once again, I've agreed to do it. And uh, each time I have embarrassed myself, um, and I get yeah, for some reason, I'm going to do it again. So, yeah, here we go. Perfect. Yeah, I mean, the last time you were on, we watched... Um, Evil Dead. Yeah, yeah, Army of Darkness. And and you promised me a uh, a boomstick Halloween costume made oh, out yeah. of tequila bottles um, <laughs> that never really came to fruition. No, I didn't. I do apologize for that. I did, however, go as um, Tyler, the creator, that year. So uh, that, that, was, that was quite a good compromise, I would say. It, it ended up being my favorite... Uh, my most listened to album of the year, and it it, it, it was an uncanny Halloween costume. <laughs> Wherever you got that wig, it's just absolutely perfect for Igor. It, it uh, I had a good time. Nothing better than that. <laughs> All right, so the film we are watching today, suggested by you, which is, uh, again, as I said, one of my favorites, is Michael Jai White's Black Dynamite from 2009, directed by Scott Sanders and written by, uh, as I said, Michael Jai White and Byron Minns. Starring uh, Arsenio Hall, Michael Jai White, Tommy Davidson's in this, Cedric Yarbrough's in this. You have, uh, oh, what's her name? God, she's so good. She's like the old lady in everything. Uh, Phyllis Applegate, of course, uh, as I should have noticed immediately as these names are listed in IMDb alphabetically. But, you know, it's, it's always good to start making mistakes before you actually get to the drinking portion of this podcast. Which brings me, of course, to... How this podcast runs. This uh, is an introduction where we introduce ourselves and the film. That's taken care of. Congratulations, you've made it through. This is the boring half of the podcast. Alex and I are sober. Uh, well, I can speak for myself. I'm sober. I don't know what Alex has been doing, and nor am I going to judge him for anything that he does. And uh, then I'm going to give you some drinking rules in this half as well, which is why it is indeed the most important half of this podcast, because without the drinking rules, we just slip into a lawless society of of anarchy where you watch films and just get drunk without rules, and that's no good. Uh, Then we're going to turn off these microphones. Alex and I are going to to slip away into our own fortresses of solitude or, you know, however you want to call it, our our caves of dynamite. We're going to watch Black Dynamite. We're going to drink to the rules that I've invented for this. And then we're going to turn these microphones back on to embarrass our future selves because what's the internet for other than to embarrass yourself? So, Alex, how many? when's the last time you saw Black Dynamite? Oh, good question. Probably the year it came out. <laughs> oh, way back in 09. Yeah, I I remember 
a few of, and maybe the, the year after actually. Uh, I don't know how old I would have been then. Uh, how old am I now? 26. I would have been 15. So I guess none of us could go and see it in the cinema. So uh, or we kind of waited for it to come out on DVD and somebody's mum had bought it for us. Um, and we all sat around the TV one night on like a Wednesday night after school. And uh, yeah, we all watched it together. That might be the one and only time that I've actually seen this film. I may have seen bits and like Google clips on YouTube and stuff like that, but otherwise, um, I think I've only ever seen it through the once, um, and it's always been like up there. Uh, it's a wild movie, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it, and I've been quoting it for years um, with that same group of friends. So yeah, it's it's a brilliant film. I'm excited. It, yeah, it is one of those incredible things. I'm really excited to get your uh, your. I guess I can call you an adult now. Your adult opinion yeah. on this. As opposed to a 15-year-old, but there is something really, really special about this movie. I, yeah. I, I try to watch it at least once a year, and, you know, it, it, this, is, this is long overdue for me, because I don't think I've seen this uh, for two or three years at this point. So I am also extremely excited. And now, are you ready for the Black Dynamite-specific drinking rules? I'm, I'm intrigued to, um, to hear what you're going to put into these. Okay. Well, let's let's hope they they live up to uh, your high expectations. As always, and with everything, dear listener, you must drink for drinking. You must drink for death. You must drink for fighting. You have to drink for blood. And the newest rule, Alex, I don't think you've been on the show since I made this new standard rule, and that's drink for good boys, which is drinking for animals uh, on screen to which you feel emotionally connected. Yeah. 100%. Uh, and now for the Black Dynamite specific drinking rules. We're going to drink for filmmaking mistakes. That's one of the most fun parts of this movie. Yes. Glad you put that in there. Every little bit of, uh, of tongue-in-cheek bad movie tropes. Uh, this is based on a, a black exploitation film. A lot of Dolomite kind of stuff going on here. And so you're going to get a lot of boom mics in the shot or tear on... Um, oh, I forget the madam's name there's some brilliant um reading of stage directions as well oh my god yeah and there's a there is one scene where he where uh, an extra accidentally hits him in real in like the fake acting world and he like squares up to actually punch this dude and then it cuts really quickly and he's been replaced by another actor who looks very different from him <laughs> Um, so it's stuff like that. It's 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 very fun in that respect. We're going to drink for the Black Dynamite theme. The Black Dynamite theme happens in the background pretty much the whole time. And you're going to have to drink for it. And then we're going to drink anytime we find out what Anaconda malt liquor gives you. And that, of course, is woo! <laughs> uh, yeah, and so that's it. The three very simple rules easy to follow and uh, will probably provide us with plenty of intoxicating fodder to deal with this when we come back i'm very excited about this right you uh you ready to press play all right buddy let us do it and see you on the other side This episode of Drink 4 Dot 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 is brought to you by the Home Gym. H-O with two dots, M-G-I-I-M, a new mirror-based workout platform that I've been trying in my own home for the last couple weeks. 
Based on a series of wires, pulleys, and electromagnetically resisted rollers, Home Gym replaces everything about your COVID-ridden public gym and will work you out head to toe. Unlike many other smart mirror-based workout systems, Home Gym doesn't use a webcam to connect you to an online or a pre-recorded personal trainer. Instead, Home Gym relies on a complicated system of AI and computer graphics to create a perfectly fit version of you that will taunt you with their new abs until you're left in a sweaty heap crying on the floor. Home Gym has a 90-day money-back guarantee, so if you're too ashamed of how you look to hire a personal trainer, but really need the push of another person, remember, no one hates you like you hate you. Go to www.homegym.com and enter in promo code drink 4 dot at checkout to receive a free package of 15 sexy and silly skins for your avatar to wear while berating you mercilessly. Good. That's exactly where we should be. Uh, wait, have you, have you started recording? We I, recording? Ha- I have, yeah, but... Uh... <laughs> no, right, leave all this. <laughs> leave it in, leave it. Okay. Uh, uh, that film is in- insane. What an awesome time. I. This is one of those rare moments while watching a movie where ever, no matter how many times I've seen this, and it's been way too many, there's just something so important about... I don't know, there's just like a love. There's something I always miss every single time I watch this that where I'm just like, oh my God, I can't believe I missed that awesome joke. Yeah, uh, well, I felt like the, the whole... Obviously, I haven't seen this film for so long. Um, and yeah, you're exactly right. There are bits in that I was like, why did I... <laughs> that completely passed me by last time. That didn't make any sense. Oh my God. I'm in a great mood after watching that. Oh, it's it's hard not to be. I mean, there's there there is that one line that you remembered the stage direction where where the guy in uh, I guess the faux Black Panther uh, the militants thing says sarcastically I'm in charge. <laughs> if uh, DJ Velvet Thunder were to have a stage direction before uh, before he started DJing, what would it be? Um. Oh. Oh. Ah. Uh, and I'm too drunk to think of this at the best times right maybe hmm, DJ Velvet Thunder um uh um oh fuck this is hard now I know right um don't um, worry I'll cut out all your thinking uh thinking noises okay um maybe leave them in for like dramatic effect but um (laughs) maybe um fuck this is hard I hate when you put me on the spot like this you've done this to me before right maybe just like with the most amount of epicness. <laughs> <laughs> DJ Velvet Thunder enters the stage. <laughs> Hello, I'm DJ Velvet Thunder. <laughs> oh, man. Something like that. I don't know. Incredible. What is, uh, for you, What having only seen this since you were, uh, having not seen this, I suppose, since you were 15, what's, what's something here that you had completely forgotten about or... Or maybe hadn't even seen in the in the beginning. I'd forgotten. I'd forgotten uh, that his brother was British. Oh yeah, that's so good. <laughs> I sent I sent a clip to that to everybody uh, for listeners in, in the very beginning. The reason this this all kicks off is because Black Dynamite's uh, brother gets killed and he just goes on a rampage and 
buddy believes it. But um, for me, that I fucking love that. And when when he gives his lines, he he does speak uh, with a hilarious with the diction of a inexplicably British. Um, I'd also forgotten um, that it was Nixon. Mm-hmm. Was the president? Um, I think I'd. Oh, the other incredible scene was you know how they're trying to when they're in that diner and they're all working out um, and they go through all the Greek gods and the Roman gods um, and how they all intertwine and link and then all the snakes and then what's the largest snake in the world? It's an anaconda. <laughs> what does anaconda do? It makes you go. Ooh, <laughs> amazing! <laughs> it's just amazing. It's so that whole scene is incredible. So incredibly stupid. There's the. Uh, I mean, I think for me that that intro with the with the guy in the English accent that is as an American when I came over to England and started listening to British rap. Like that's what it sounds like to me. Like I get it. Like Stormzy. Like Stormzy is tough theoretically but like in my head he's like i am no snitch you jive turkeys <laughs> to be honest i'm on board with that i i i agree with you a lot of a lot of uk rappers they they do sound like jive turkeys <laughs> <laughs> just don't get it man i just don't get it but, listen um, you suckers i'm from the streets too <laughs> i gotta get back now <laughs> <laughs> oh boy yeah that's uh it just starts so impeccably it's it's one of those things where as soon as it starts you know exactly what you're in for and you just hope it continues and it just keeps one-upping itself the first like 15 20 minutes are just incredible like every single line is unbelievable and every single scene is there's something hilarious in it it's just like nothing i've seen the things that the film that I compare it to on on amounts of hilarity are super bad. Okay, mm. so you know how like you know it's all super 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 dialogue driven and super bad, and like almost every word is just like oh my god, I can't believe where that just came from. That is what the first fifteen twenty minutes of Black Dynamite are. They're gold. It's pure gold, and you could you're just continually laughing. And I just that's how that's where I got fucked. In the first 15 minutes, I just couldn't stop. I didn't stop drinking. Yeah, it, it happens fast. It happens real fast. It, it almost feels like a sketch, a, a chain of sketches, one to, to the back of another, to the back of another. You have him, uh, obviously, the British uh, 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 gangster scene, and then you have Black Dynamite being introduced, and then you have him going to the uh, whorehouse run by Kim Whitley's uh, I think she's called like Honey Honey Bear or yeah, something. Yeah, Honey something or Miss Honey. Or, yeah, yeah I don't and know uh, that's an incredible scene because that's the yep. first time you see him like stand up into the microphone and, and she's got like the <laughs> yeah. tear that keeps disappearing and it's just like these... Reappearing. It, yeah, it seems like these sketches that just keep going and keep going and keep going. Gold. You could talk about every scene in this because there is something everywhere. Um, the, my, uh, my favorite line... Oh, you know where he's doing that? He's... Right, and there's two actually. There's two scenes where it's just absolutely amazing. I'm not going to be able to get the first one word for word, but you know where he's he's like doing this like rhyme as he brings um, the revolutionary woman, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, into the whorehouse, and he, and she's like, God damn it! I knew that was you. I didn't even have to look. 
That gets me every single time. And then at the end when he's on Kung Fu Island and uh, it's the bit where he gets... Oh, I forget the name of the... the... Fiendish Dr. Wu? Yeah. And he throws, he, he throws the boomerang before he comes in, in the room and it hits him on the arm. He's like, ha-ha! I threw that shit before I walked in the room! Unbelievable. It's so incredible. It, it, I mean, I love that piece of dialogue when, when he does like the whole rhyme and she's like, and and no one's going to stay with you but Black Dynamite. And he's like, God damn it, Euphoria. <laughs> you want me to send you back to Crenshaw Pete with his, with his coat hangers? Fuck, that's dark. Yeah, it's real dark. And that brings me to uh, this question, which is, you have Crenshaw Pete, you have Chicago Wind, Cream Corn, Kotex, Chocolate Giddy Up, Captain Kangaroo Pimp, and Big O slash Osiris. DJ Velvet Thunder, you are not allowed to say Velvet Thunder. What is your pimp name? Uh, see, Velvet Thunder would be a good response to this right now. Um, I know, I, I remember that. Uh... Right, okay, so, um, oh, I know. Oh, no, I can't use that word. Maybe I'd go with... <laughs> I can't use that word. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'd go with um, some, I'm I'm gonna go with something to like describe the way I look, you know. Mm-hmm. And I'm kind of racial ambiguous. I don't know if anybody's anybody listening who knows the way I'm kind of guess something like coffee colored delight, or Ooh. maybe something, or just or coffee maybe, delight, or or yeah, yeah, or like some like. Caramel delight, caramel delight. I like that. Yeah, something like sexy and like a bit sultry, and then you know, yeah, something like that. I think, yeah, I think I'm embarrassing myself, so I'm gonna stop. <laughs> uh, yeah, this is. I mean, one one thing I I personally forgot about this film is how well choreographed it was. The fight choreographing yes. by the yes. Uh, Yes. By the uh, Yuan brothers, the Wan brothers, maybe is how you pronounce their name. Uh, Roger and Ron. Uh, Fiendish Doctor Wu is played by Roger Yuan, and they did all the fight choreography for this. And, what else? What else did he work on? Do you know? Um, I'm pretty sure he's in uh, Shanghai Noon. I know he's in Bulletproof Monk. Really? Um, he did. Oh, he did this. He did stunts for X Men First Class. I'm not sure if he. No way. Um. That's cool. Was the fight choreography. That Shanghai Noon kind of rings a bell because I recognize his face, but I just, I just can't. He's an actor as well as a, a, a stunt performer and a... Is he the father of the girl in Shanghai Noon who goes missing or something? Or Shanghai he Nights? He might be. His, na- his character's name is Lo Fong. Wow. Yeah, I thought I knew him somewhere. I, f- I love those movies, by the way. They're fucking jokes. He, uh, just a great set. So important. It's so weird, like because Owen Wilson, I feel as though, can be very hit and miss, and him paired with Jackie, it's just it's just it's just winning. It's just unbelievable. It's like it's like they've taken him out of straight out of Wedding Crashers and just put him straight into a kung fu movie with somebody on the from the other side of the world, and it fucking worked. It's unbelievable. It's really really good. It it's. I, I, I have a tough time with that East meets West deciding whether um, Shanghai Noon or Rush Hour is the better version of that. <laughs> There's something so special about both of them. Mm, 
I agree. Obviously, the period trappings of the the Noon series uh, are really, really... Or no, I guess it's the Shanghai series, because the second one's called Shanghai Nights. So it's the Shanghai series. Both of them are fucking awesome, just because Mm. you have uh, Jackie Chan and Owen Wilson trying to pretend that they're, like, what, in the 1800s at some point? (laughs) (laughs) And they're just like, hey, guys, I'm just back here. I don't even... What's this with a gun? I don't even know what's going on, man. Well, jeez, man. <laughs> Come on. Holy smokes. What? <laughs> God, Jackie, you even see... Oh, I didn't mean Jackie. I meant... John Wayne? What? No way. What a fucking... Oh, what a special thing. Yeah. Oh, man. I don't even have a question that could go off of that. I have I have, I have, have nothing there. Um, And so I will abruptly change topics, change lanes, uh, swerve in a different direction. Perfect. Uh, in the film... You have Roscoe's Chili and Donuts, which is based um, quite obviously for a lot of Americans on Roscoe's Chicken and Waffles. And you see in that um, that Anaconda malt liquor uh, gives you Little Richard uh, scene where, where Roscoe jumps up and says, Chicken and Waffles, and he runs away. He does. Now, what is, what is your... Uh, a, a bizarre food combination that you love that that you think more people should really get on board with. Um, to be honest, I there's no specific one, but I do drink, I do eat a lot of salad cream with like everything. I don't, I don't know if if people are listening on your end. America, do you have that in America? Do you have that on state side? We do else? not have salad cream now, but it's fucking um, delicious. We should. It's delicious. It's it's basically like a, a vinegar based. Um, sauce, I guess, is vinegar. It's, it's like a vinegary mayonnaise. It's yeah. really nice. Um, it's yellow, and honestly, it goes with everything. I have ham and salad cream sandwiches. I have it on pizza. Pizza is the weird one uh, that people mm. like frown at me for. I have it yeah. with like almost every slice of pizza. So, um, yeah, it's like um, ham and pineapple pizza with salad cream. Oh uh, wow, you're so English. That's insane. That's amazing. <laughs> I ain't no snitch, suckers. <laughs> Hold up, jive turkeys. Have you never seen? I'm from the streets. Pass me the salad cream. <laughs> That's an that awesome combination. Pizza. Yeah, there you go. That is very uh, Pittsburgh, where I'm from in Pennsylvania, does ranch dressing on everything in the world. We we are, we are known for putting... Uh, chips slash french fries on everything a pittsburgh salad is like sliced steak french fries cheese and ranch dressing which is a very mayonnaise with with chives and and buttermilk yeah. sauce ranch is great ranch it's is great. fucking delicious uh but like that is not an okay slash healthy salad like we should not be doing that um but we do put ranch dress like i do and and a lot of Pittsburghers do put ranch dressing all over their pizza, so I can I can completely uh, understand the the impetus of putting salad cream on everything. Now my my weird food combination, and I'm gonna lose listeners at at, at a fifty percent rate on this. And oh, I really? put I like to put peanut butter on an egg sandwich. Oh, and I and uh, I don't put I'll just put like peanut butter, a little sriracha sauce, couple of eggs. Very rarely a meat because you don't need it with the protein, and then just you know another slice of bread, and it's it's like uh, 
I, I describe to other people like Chinese food because uh, or like uh, various other Southeast Asian foods that mix saltiness with like a peanut flavor. Like you sure. have peanuts on your pad thai. It's like that. And I absolutely love it. And I don't know why. It's not more of a thing. Yeah, I do understand why people hate how that sounds because peanut butter is a very sweet flavor in a lot of places. It's, you know, you mix it with jelly and it's this very sweet thing. You mix it into cookies or have it in a Reese's, but peanut butter is savory and it's delicious, guys, and I think you should all try it. Well, somebody the other day to me, because I was talking about how much I love salad cream to somebody else, and they said, have you ever tried mayonnaise with strawberry jam? Hmm. That makes me feel a certain way, I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah, and I thought, this doesn't seem to make any sense. Um, and he, he he was recommended it by somebody else, and he said, "Oh, it was actually great. However, I've never tried it again." And then that, that got me thinking. Like on a sandwich, or just like mixed together to be something? Just that, just that between two pieces of bread, mayonnaise and jam, just in two slices of bread. No, no other filling, no other meat, no other nothing. I don't know what else you would put with that, to be honest, but. Yikes. That's like food that uh, orphans would eat. Yeah, or, or your dr- drug addicts. You know? Yeah, or drug addict orphans <laughs> even. <laughs> oh, God. Hey, you got any smack, brother? I'm going to clean up these streets. I'm going to shake this out of you, little Johnny. It's the last thing I do. Black Dynamite, we've tried that already. We've tried everything. <laughs> I just want to see I just want to see the cut of, uh, of this world that Black Dynamite's created, where Black Dynamite's not in it, just everything around what he's doing, where there's just an orphanage with this like really lovely Pam Greer type black exploitation actress who is shaking orphans <laughs> to try to get the heroin out of their system. <laughs> Just so important. Just what? Oh, what a thing! Did um, did you ever watch the cartoon? Yeah, yeah, the cartoon's really, really good. I'm a big Adult Swim guy, so. I see. I I must have watched like a couple of episodes, and uh, I mean that thing's wild. That thing's like uh, is another is another level of Black Dynamite. That I don't know. Maybe I wasn't in the right place at the time, but I just could get into it. You know, it's not as funny as the show. Uh, or the movie rather it's good and it can get good but it's kind of on a different plane I think it's very anime if, mm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that a lot of the producers of it are the same people who did the boondocks which is one of my favorite cartoons that's what I was going to say it's very boondocks yeah 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 and Cedric Yarborough who's chocolate giddy up in black dynamite is um uh, the their neighbor, what's uh, what's that fucking uh, the mixed race neighbor in Boondocks? Uh, it's like Roger or it's something so fucking dull. This is just like Tom. Tom. <laughs> there you go. Really? Is yeah. that what it is? Yeah, it's Tom. <laughs> Amazing. Well, yeah. <laughs> One of your best friends is called Tom, right? <laughs> Probably. <laughs> I think we, yeah, everyone's got a best friend called Tom, at least, at least a little bit. But yeah, no, those are, those are two, and I'm, you know, I haven't even confirmed. I, I just got lost on the internet, which I shouldn't do because I'm recording a podcast. But yeah, I got, <laughs> I'm very drunk because of it's very easy. Black Dynamite. And then I'm searching through Boondocks and I'm like, oh, I wonder what else uh, Boondocks is about. 
which I should not do. Yeah, the uh, going back to the point you made about not remembering that it was Richard Nixon who was behind this whole plot sure. to shrink black man's penises. Uh, now, if that's Richard Nixon's plan, if he thinks uh, shrinking black men's dicks will help him take over the black community, what's Boris Johnson's plan to defeat the black community? To defeat them. Yes, because they both have they both have euphemisms for penis in their names. So I assume that every president or world leader that has a a dick euphemism in their name um, would definitely do something to keep the black community down. I think I think it's just to convince the black community that they're actually white. That's that's a very Boris thing. <laughs> yeah, and it, he's just trying to convince everybody that everyone's white. Um, and if and if those people that don't accept that, they just just get rid of them. They're they're immigrants. They're cockroaches. Get rid of them. Get them out. That's a very that's a very serious answer to this question. <laughs> that wasn't actually very funny at all. That was horrible. Yeah. Oh, I can't. <laughs> uh, I'm sorry. I I you know I was thinking about ways of commenting on Boris Johnson looking like a, a sick albino person thinking of 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 how Boris Johnson might put uh, whitening creams in maybe salad cream maybe sure. that's his, oh. maybe that's uh, you know open your third eye Alex uh, maybe mm. he's, yeah. he's put some whitening creams into salad cream and the more we put it on Hawaiian pizzas the more we're all succumb to Boris Johnson's <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I I think um, I think he's just I don't know I I've, I've, I don't know I've, just, I've taken the step in the wrong direction here. Um, well, he is a piece of shit. Uh, let it be known. Bit, he's yeah. an absolute piece of shit, and you answered it truthfully. Um, and so I can't fault you for that. Okay. Well, yeah. Sorry for bringing the tone down a little bit. Well, it's fine. But, I I switched it from uh, my president to yours because I. I couldn't have done the same for mine, so fair enough. It's absolutely fair enough. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, yeah. I think just convincing every. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with it. Yeah, yeah. It's well, important yeah, to stick fun. with it. And maybe at the end of his speech, he can say sarcastically, "I'm in charge." <laughs> yes, that sounds great. Perfect. Uh, I guess moving away from uh, these heavy political themes. Of, please, uh, please. Just please. How, how horrible the, uh, the conservatives are. The uh, When I was on your podcast, I believe it was a podcast because I could not uh, be on T1 Presents uh, via the Roundhouse because sure. of my propensity for using cuss words yes. um, like shit and fuck. When I was on there, we did a what are your favorite movie theme songs slash soundtracks we did and and one of mine is curtis mayfield's soundtrack for superfly i remember that yeah exploitation incredible film incredible yeah. soundtrack yeah. now when you listen back to the soundtrack you get a lot of lines about exactly what's going on in the movie and in a lot of Black Dynamite, you have Black Dynamite walking into apartments <laughs> and then the music starts up in the background. And he's like, he walks into the apartment. Somebody turn this place over. <laughs> I shouldn't really be here, but I'm going to have a look around. So amazing. That's the part of Black Dynamite. I mean, that's, that, that's one of the many 
layers of this movie, right? Like there's there's funny things everywhere in this, whether you're listening to the dialogue, whether you're watching what the characters do to one another, uh, or or how the scenes are shot or framed, and how there's a you know boom mics and all these other filmmaking mistakes, and then you have this other layer of just how music is used in this whole thing. And I, God damn it, I love, I love the music in this. It's so good. Agreed. And it doesn't want to be good. It wants to be really, really bad. And yet I'm currently like grooving to it in my head because I can hear it. Yeah, I agree. It's unbelievable. Um, and I mean, yeah, the reoccurring dynamite, dynamite every time. You're just waiting for it almost. And yeah, it just sounds, it, it um, fits almost every scene, every moment perfectly. It's incredible. Yeah. It, it sets the tone as well. The music in this film sets the tone. And yeah, as you just said, uh, does exactly the same job as any other black exploitation film. And it's, yeah, it's fucking incredible. Fucking love it. So good. It's one of those very rare films where I want to currently, talking about it, just re-watch it, just hit play again and watch it all over again. Because, yeah. because I do think it is so clever and it, it understands what makes a bad movie so good and it doesn't overdo it. I recently watched uh, Velocipaster for this podcast and I really loved it. Uh, Velocipaster is sick. You should definitely watch it, by the way, um, because it's a lot like this, but it's about a pastor whose parents get killed in an explosion and then he like goes to China and gets infected by this piece of a velociraptor and it enables him to turn into a velociraptor and then he goes and teams up with a prostitute and starts fighting crime in his city it's only about like 70 minutes long it's on Amazon Prime over here it's it's something special you should definitely <laughs> search it out but like wow. that that is a little bit too absurd like that that floats into a other place for me it's like a sci-fi original film whereas this is just funny enough like it is it is about as funny as it could possibly be without i guess becoming boring or a little too absurd or a little bit yeah, too much this top, and too yeah. much that and uh you know that seems weird to say about a film where they they have that anaconda malt liquor scene and then they run into the the flat where one of their buddies who's been drinking a lot of anaconda malt liquor has his dick out on the couch and it's this tiny little dick and they're just like, do you want to die? Do you want to live? They don't even wait for an answer. Bam! He's just in so much shock. He's sitting there like smoking that gigantic cigar and he's just like, oh. Yeah, that scene is amazing. What an incredible thing. There are, uh, I mean, there's so much to say about this film, but it is really hard to talk about because it, it's a lot of those like really great lines and yeah. really great scene constructions. And so uh, I think everyone should just go out and watch this. Yeah, same. I, it's, it's one of those films that I want to watch with people. And it's yeah. one I want to like share and show people because like half of the fun sometimes of watching films is some people don't get the fact that, you know, I want to watch a film again. Um, and yeah, half the fun of watching the film again is showing it to somebody else and like sharing it with them and getting their response and reaction to it. And this is one of those films. Like watching this with somebody again just makes it 
like 10 times better. That's what I did tonight. I watched it with my girlfriend this evening and she'd never seen it. And she had no idea what to expect. But again, it was just like, this is incredible. And now you think it's incredible too. And we're enjoying it together. That, that, that's what this film is all about. And uh, I'm going to keep doing it. I'm going to keep sharing it. And I just think it's a fucking special movie. And if you know anything about it, film, <laughs> you'll fucking love this film. It's so good. It's incredible. Yeah. And yeah, it won't stop being good, I don't think. Yeah, it won't age badly. I think it's just one of those films that it's just timeless. You can watch it in uh, any any era and still understand that this is a funny, fucking good, accurate, incredible film. Love it. It is something that is so special. I, I mean, hearing you talk about it, I, I really want to put on a... I want to find the 16mm uh, version of this because I know it was shot on actual film. I didn't know that. At like the print, yeah, it's shot on sixteen. It's fuck. That's why it's like so grainy and and beautiful. Oh wow! I want to find a copy of this and I want to put it on the Prince Charles Theater, and I want to just like get everyone in the audience drinks, and I want to sit in the front row and just like raise my hand every time everyone should drink. Uh, <laughs> I just really, yeah, I just want to like share this because it yeah. is. It's eleven years old. It hasn't aged badly at all. Like. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. I know a lot of the jokes in Superbad fall a little more flat with me as I age, yeah, but a I lot of the mean. other ones are better. And so there's a balance. And with, with every time I see this, it gets funnier. And I really just want to share it with, uh, with as many people as possible because it is one of those extremely important things to me. Prince Charles would also be the perfect cinema to go watch it. So, you know... Send an email, man. I will. I will. We'll see. We'll see if anyone's uh, answering them. I'm. Although I am pretty sure I did actually see this in the Prince Charles once. Oh really? Um. Again, I I do tend to watch films that I love very drunk, and I may have been inappropriately drunk for this. I, <laughs> I believe I went to see it with a. I. You know what? I, I'll I'll take away. I believe I definitely saw this with uh with my friend Matthew and there there must have been other i know there were other people there i do not remember who they were because i was so wow. drunk for this wow um okay god man yeah i need to do that again and then i need to be like hosting it so i can just prove to people that you know their drinking is not out of hand uh when you compare <laughs> it to mine um and so there you go and uh and do, alex do you have any uh parting words for the Drink 4 dot 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 audience. Hello Drink 4, five people. I'm Alex and I've just watched Black Dynamite with Jordan. It was fantastic and if you follow the reels, you'll just be as drunk as I am right now. And it was fantastic. Uh, hope you did and if you don't, please go back, play by the rules, watch the film. It's incredible. I'm Alex. <laughs> I'm Alex. I'm on the, I'm on the box at Hoxton Radio. Uh, Hoxton Radio, the Box and Hoxton Radio, and I present the radio every Tuesday at 9 to 10, 9 to 11 on radio at East London. And um, Jordan, uh, this is Jordan's podcast. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, this has been Drink Five, and I'm Alex. Amazing. I could not have asked for anything more from you, and I really appreciate it. And I only have one final question for you, DJ Velvet Thunder slash sure. Alex. And that is, can you dig it? Can you dig it?